Welcome to the Dear Romance Podcast, where we're going to be chatting through all things weddings and planning and organizing your dream wedding day. My name is Amy and my aim and mission is to create a stress-free guide for you to plan your dream day so you can experience the fun, joy and excitement of wedding planning. I promise you, wedding planning is super fun and enjoyable, but I know it can get stressful really fast. I'm here to help you avoid the overwhelm and the stress. Thank you so much for having me in your ears. I'm so grateful that you're here. It's going to be so much fun, so let's dive in. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of the Dear Romance podcast. I hope you're having a beautiful week and enjoying these crisp autumn days we're experiencing. I am so not a fan of the cold. I'm literally sitting here in a huge hoodie and fluffy socks and trying to keep warm in this iceberg of a house that I live in. But I do admit I love sitting under blue skies and in warm sunshine on days like this. So I can't really complain today. Uh, I'm changing things up a little with this episode today, it's not just going to be me giving you advice on your wedding planning. I've tapped into a new line of thinking and a new avenue as such, and I put it out there to previous brides and couples over the last week to ask them this one question. If they had to plan their wedding again, what would they do differently? We all want our wedding day to be perfect, but there are going to be obstacles you will face in your wedding planning journey. The best way to get around this is to be as organized as as you possibly can be and to make sure that you plan your wedding exactly how you want it, making sure your priorities are the things that you find the most important and not what other people say they should be or what all that outside noise is telling you to do. It's also really great to ask others around you who have been married before what they might have done differently or if they have any advice for you while you're planning your own wedding. However, this can be a bit of a slippery slope because it can lead to unsolicited advice and unwanted opinions on certain things or on everything, depending on what you've already planned and what you're sharing, like the details that you're sharing with other people. Um, And this can come especially if you have started to share some of the choices or decisions you have already made with other people. So to help you with this, I asked the hard question, and I'm now bringing you the seven key things that previous couples wish they had done in their wedding planning and for their wedding day. Let's jump right in. Number one, hire a videographer and or a professional photographer. So we'll touch on the photographer bit a little bit in a a second. But uh, with a videographer, if you know me and you've listened to this podcast from the beginning, you follow me on Instagram, you know I talk about this all the time. You will know this is one of my biggest tips for couples or for anyone when I know that you're getting married. If you can afford it, hire a videographer. Yes, I understand it's a big expense. Uh, And some videography packages may be well out of your price range, but there are options out there for most budgets. You just have to know where to look and how to find them. I know personally that I'm going to love having our whole day captured so we can make sure that we have footage of us with family members and friends that may not have a lot of time left with us. Yep, that's a little bit morbid and I don't really like talking about it, but I know I miss my Nana every single day and I wish like hell she got to meet Blake They would have loved each other and she would have had the best time on our wedding day. I also love knowing that having a wedding video is going to be something we can watch back together every anniversary or whenever we want as a family and relive that day over and over and over again. Plus, I know that if we do do choose to have more kids, then they'll be able to watch mum and dad's really special day from back before they were born. Also, I've never heard of anyone regretting hiring a videographer. 
the only regret they have is not hiring one in the first place. This also goes hand into what I previously mentioned about hiring a professional photographer. So this would be if you are trying to save some money by using a friend or someone that you know uh, that takes photos or has a fancy DSLR camera. Um, But is this amount of money that you're going to save by using this friend or this person really worth the lack of great photos from your wedding day? Have a think about that. They might capture a few great photos or great images, but as they're not trained photographers, there will be a lot of moments they will miss. And if you're really hoping to have the day captured beautifully, you want to be able to have those incredible images and moments to look back on as the years go by. Number two, your vendors can help with your run sheet or timeline. If you're putting your timeline or run sheet together yourself and you're struggling to know specific timings for certain vendors or the elements of your day, you need to chat to your vendors. They're the professionals and they know how long things take, especially for their own work. So an example of this would be the hour or so allocated to having your photos taken after your ceremony, after you've gone through uh, saying hello and all your guests can come up and say congratulations and you mingle a little bit when you go off to do your bridal shoot or your, sorry, your wedding shoot. You have that allocation of time where you go off to get photos together with either just you two or your wedding party. Uh, So depending on the location or the number of photos that you're after during that time or the number of people that you've got, because if you've got a huge wedding party, there's going to be more photos, obviously, your photographer is going to be able to help you figure out how long you should be allowing for this shoot and how many alternate locations you can visit or you can fit into that time slot for the different photos in that time. So like say you're getting married in Frio, there's a lot of cute little places to shoot around Frio and depending on the venue, they might be in walking distance. So that's perfect. But also are you going to need a car to get from location A to location B to get all the photos that you want? Because if you need a car and you need to do some driving, you need to factor in the driving time as well. Another example would be if you're wondering how long it's going to take for you and your bridesmaids to get your hair and makeup done in the morning. You need to ask your hairstylist and or your makeup artist. Some of them do both. Sometimes you've got several ones, so you need to just ask both of them, essentially. They're going to be able to recommend a timeline specific to your day and your wants and your needs and specific to their skills as well. They'll also be able to recommend adding in another hairstylist or another makeup artist if they think you have too many people on your plan for them to do on their own. Hot tip here, allow time in the morning to eat and have a few breaks as well and add in a few time buffers after your ceremony for you and your new spouse to enjoy some time together away from everyone else, just the two of you. Number three, invite less people. I think after dealing with the huge upheaval and all the uncertainty of the last two years, most couples can relate to this one. With border closures and restrictions having been in play for a while, touch wood, they don't come back, we've had to really rethink what our wedding day looks like and who we actually want to spend our special day with. Gone are the days where we have to invite people we don't know, say friends of our parents, just because they're financially contributing to the day. Someone I spoke to uh, for this podcast episode said that they felt so awkward being introduced to someone new right as they came up to give them a hug and say congratulations, like you don't want that on your day. Remember your wedding day is about you two and who you both want to spend your wedding day with. You shouldn't have to feel obligated to invite anyone you don't want to. As we chatted through in the last episode, if people you consider friends aren't happy about your choices and your decisions when it comes to your wedding day, that's on them. Most people will be supportive, but you may face backlash and that's really shit, but it might happen. And while that can suck and it will even hurt your feelings, 
You shouldn't allow them to make you feel guilty for your decisions. Number four, allocate your budget accordingly and spend more on the details you find most important. In my world, this is also known as setting your non-negotiables or priorities. It's about picking the top elements you want to focus on your wedding day, you want to focus on on your wedding day, sorry, and that you put your money towards the things that are going to make you the happiest on that day. This could mean music, you hire an amazing live band, you spend the night dancing with all your closest friends, or you could really want to emphasize great food and a great beverage experience, so you spend more of your budget on the food and beverages. You can choose absolutely anything you want to spend more of your money on. It's just about making sure your wedding day looks and feels exactly how you pictured it to be. Number five, consider any additional add-ons you may need. This one is a bit of a mixed bag and can be applied to most venues and situations for your wedding day. So let me just explain this a little bit. If you're having a marquee wedding at a build-it-yourself site, so say Matilda Bay Reserve is your wedding location, you literally need to bring absolutely everything in yourself. I'm talking everything from tables and chairs to a dance floor, portaloos, a marquee, that's if you're using one, if you're having an outdoor open air ceremony and reception, you don't need that, um, cutlery, drinks and the drinks cart or the caravan, food trucks, a chiller, catering, catering tents to set up with, salt and pepper shakers, if that's what you need on the table, you're starting from scratch like ground zero, you need everything. That's a lot you have to think about. And obviously bringing in everything yourself means extra costs that would normally be included if you're using an all-inclusive venue because your venue isn't going to charge you for salt and pepper. Just remember that. But in this situation, sorry, I'm talking about left field add-ons like perhaps, say, security. One person I spoke to after um, posting or asking, obviously, this question on socials last week uh, said that they got married at an outdoor, they had an outdoor garden wedding on New Year's Eve in a public garden. So public garden means onlookers, means people stopping to stare, people stopping to watch. New Year's Eve means more people, which obviously is totally fine. If you've seen a wedding when you're out and about somewhere, then yes, we all do it. We all stop and take a look and see what they're doing. But this, these guests, no, they weren't even guests. These people staring and gawking and all of that went next level she was saying one lady walked all the way up into the actual crowd like the guests and stood between the guests and them as the couple getting married to take photos so that's a big bloody no-no and two there was a man or a guy that was standing I don't know it must have been on like the outskirts of the garden or something shining a mirror or something shiny trying to catch the light to reflect off the photographer's cameras and stuff to ruin the photos. Like, who bloody does that? That's mental. Like, I know that most sane people wouldn't even think to do that, especially if we'd seen a wedding. If I see a wedding out, I just stop and have a look because I can't help myself. But no one else is going to think like that. But some people do. So if this situation is something that you could face with your wedding, think about hiring security. Like, that could just mean one security guard. or I don't know. It could be a family friend. It could be someone already there. They, she said um, in this situation, a couple of people from her wedding, uh, was a, one was an ex-cop and one was a current security guard, and they still couldn't move this guy on. So I don't know what happened in the end, but that's extreme. Like, that's an extreme circumstance. But if you're in a public place in the middle of where people are going to be, in the middle of a thoroughfare or something like that, and it's on a date 
a big date like New Year's Eve, then be prepared or plan ahead for something like this may be happening. Like you're, it's better to be safe than sorry. So extra add-on, security. Do you need security for your wedding day? Number six, include your pets. Now, when we're thinking about pets, you may immediately think of including your dog, but is is totally possible to include your cat. Now, I'm not sure if you can hire pet sitters for your cat. I'm sure you can, but I know you can definitely hire them for your dogs. Shannon from Walks and Balks is my go-to shout-out for the service if you're wanting to include your dog in your wedding ceremony or service, but you want someone else to like look after them or help chaperone them on the day. She's amazing uh, and is someone you need to definitely look at if you are wanting a chaperone for your pup. I'm going to drop her Instagram profile on the show notes below if she's what you're looking for. Slide into her DMs. She is a lovely human being and she will be able to help you with any of your wedding needs. Also, if you're wanting inspo on how to include your cat in your wedding day, check out Eve from Ring and Veil's profile on Insta. She's a photographer and her and Joe got married last year and they had their cats in their bridal party. So it's totally possible. Uh, I'll also drop her Instagram account in the show notes, show notes below as well. Number seven, don't worry. You may find at times that you're going to feel a little overwhelmed by all the decisions you need to make and options you have for planning your day. You're probably going to worry. You're going to worry about whether or not your guests will like XYZ. You're going to worry whether it might rain. You're going to worry whether a vendor might get COVID or might get sick or something like that and not make it. All these worries are out of your control. And I know it's easier said than done, but you really need to put them out of your mind and not even think about them. Because if something is going to go wrong, I'm sorry to say, it's going to go wrong. But if you're organized with all your planning and you're working with the best vendors for you, trust me when I say your wedding day is going to be perfect, even with those little things that could go wrong. The thing is, you won't even notice those things that are going wrong, especially if you've got a coordinator there for your day. They will be the ones taking care of everything. So all you have to focus on is having fun, getting ready, being with your best friends, marrying the love of your life. Because I promise you, it's going to be the best day and it's going to be perfect just as it happens. So there you have it. Straight out of the mouths of those that have come before you, dropping all the advice and things you could you should consider when planning your dream wedding day. If you're looking for more inspiration, advice and tips, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I'm always hanging out over there. I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Dear Romance podcast. If you love this episode, hit subscribe so you know when our next episode drops or let's connect over on Insta. You'll find me at at underscore Dear Romance. Don't forget to screenshot this episode and tag me in it. If you do have any wedding planning questions you'd love answered, send them through to me on Insta or click the link in the show notes below. Or join my Facebook group. You can ask your questions in there and we'll chat through all things weddings and planning after new episodes drop each week. Search for the Dear Romance Weddings group on Facebook now. The link is also below in the show notes. I'm so excited to have you here and be in your ears to help you plan the wedding of your dreams without the stress and overwhelm. I can't wait to chat with you really soon. See you next time.